Chapter 28 of Our Western Birds. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Alan Dove. Our Western Birds by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell. Chapter 28 Our West Coast Thrushes. The hermit thrush is a winter visitant on this coast. It runs along under our window through the dripping myrtle and nasturtiums by the first dawn of the morning. Always there is one bird alone, as if it were indeed a hermit, caring nothing for the society of other people. It is the most beautiful singer of any ground bird we are acquainted with. The sparrows go in pairs or small companies over the selfsame ground near the house, but the hermit is all by itself, with only its melody for company. We hear the song before it is quite daylight, and run to the window to look. There is the hermit creeping along in the dusk under the plant leaves after his breakfast of belated night insects. Many insects are fond of moist climates and would die quickly in the dry, warm noontide. So they make home under the violet and pansy leaves and among the ferns we brought down from the canyons and planted under the north window. Hermit knows their habits and hunts confidently. Why should he or other birds be afraid in our grounds? They have learned that we allow no cats or dogs on the place. We would rather have one hermit thrush in winter under our bedroom windows than the pick of all the cats in the country. You will notice that the beak of the thrushes is unlike that of the sparrows. The thrush has a long pointed beak, but not so pointed as the orioles. It is exactly the proper shape to pick up small insects, but it would be unable to crack seeds or sow stitches of palm fiber. We feed crumbs to the hermit on the garden table, and he appears to enjoy them, especially if they be cookie crumbs. He also likes berries which have been left on the stems on purpose for our winter visitors. The hermit hides away in dark places by daytime. It nests in the far mountains and forests of the north, where it sings its best songs to the deep, dark woods. The russet-backed thrush so nearly resembles the hermit that it takes a keen eye to tell which is which. But when summer has come and our winter visitor the hermit has gone away, we know the bird we see is not the hermit but the russet-back. We do not see him at all, perhaps, for a long while, but just at nightfall, when the other birds have mostly gone to bed, there comes a liquid note like the drip of water from the thickest shrubbery. We know it is the russet back, and we smile and keep very still so we may hear more of that liquid song drip. Like all the thrushes, it is a ground bird getting its living by tilling the soil like the farmer that it is. You might find it nesting in the moist willow regions or in the canyons where the little streams have not been all turned into iron pipes for city uses. The russet back is a shy bird, not flying high in plain sight like the mockers and finches and other birds. If you are out to find it, you would better hunt in moist places under the holly bushes where the loam is dark and rich. The thrushes make similar nests everywhere. They seldom use mud like their relatives the robins, but you might take it for granted they do by the appearance of the nest when it is done. You must learn to examine closely if you are a bird student for differences that do not speak in very loud tones. The nests of the thrushes are packed and felted together leaf by leaf or grass blade by grass blade, dead leaves and fiber, so that the whole is as compact and snug as if dried mud. They pack the material when it is wet and so it adheres firmly. Their nests never crack like mud nests, but seem a part of the damp, cool nooks they are placed in. The eggs are greenish-blue, spotted with brown, and you may find four or five. 
leave them to the nest, and you may have the fun of seeing russet-backed baby thrushes before they have much else but skin on their backs. The varied thrush is quite different from either the hermit or russet back. It is as large as a robin, and is often called the Oregon robin. But with the varied thrush, as with its relatives, you must be up and early to see it. And you must be very quiet. You will never see a varied thrush in winter if you make any noise or walk rapidly about. Like the hermit and the russet back, it loves best to be alone except at nesting time. The varied thrushes come south in winter, and we know they are here by the vigorous scratching going on in the mulching under the trees. And it is such a striking bird in colors that it makes a pretty picture, contrasting with the orange and green of the citrus orchards. When the farmer or orchardist mulches his trees just before the first rains, he little thinks he is setting a table for visiting birds. But so he is. All sorts of insects thrive in warm, loose litter, and the thrushes wait until it is moist and well-packed before they come to scratch it over. Mulch, especially barnyard litter, makes a warm nest for insect eggs and larvae, as you may find out for yourself if you thrust your hand far down beneath it some cold day in winter, where it has been spread weeks before to enrich the trees. You will find the earth beneath the mulching as warm as on a spring day. It is here that varied thrush finds its breakfast, and he often digs a long while before he gets down to the warmest spot where his quest is sure to be rewarded. The varied thrush spends the summer in Alaska, nesting in the deep woods in dark spruce trees. The nest is felted with dead leaves and fiber, like that of the russet back, but also has a mixture of mud, like the robins. In that far north home, these thrushes lose their shy habits and forget to be hermits. They appear about the last of May and make the woods ring with their musical note, even before the lakes and streams have thawed. On their arrival in Alaska, they find berries for food just thawing out of the snowdrifts, cranberries and blueberries. They have a gay time after they arrive, before it is quite time to begin nesting. They frolic in the woods and chase one another and squeal, and they have many a beak-to-beak -beak fight, though no one seems to be very much hurt. A pair of varied thrushes are said to return to the same spot year after year in the cold north, making a new nest each season on top of the last year's nest. End of chapter 28